Mary Custis Lee, eldest daughter of Confederate General Robert E. Lee and Mary Anna Custis, born in Alexandria, Virginia, 1835-1918, was my second cousin's, six generations removed, Mary Tab Bowling Lee, sister-in-law. She never married and spent most of her life traveling the world. Mary was recorded as being the most aloof and outspoken of the Lee children and, and regarded as stern and bossy. It is also said that Mary enjoyed politics and often discussed them with her father, General Lee. Mary, too, loved to travel. So much so, that in her later years she roamed the globe almost continuously, collecting visiting cards from nobility and, in fact, was overseas when World War I began. The article that follows by Ariel Verasca, of Weta's local history blog, Boundary Stones, begs the question, was Mary Custis Lee making a political statement in opposition to segregation? Let me also put into historical perspective that for just under 100 years, 1862 to 1962, streetcars in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, transported people across the city and region. Dash. June 13, 2013 in Virginia by Ariel Verasca. Mary Custis Lee in 1914, taken 12 years after her arrest. It appears she chose to travel by motor car this time. Photo source, Harris and Ewing Collection, Library of Congress, on the evening of June 13, 1902, Mary Custis Lee was arrested on an Alexandria streetcar for sitting in the section reserved for black patrons. As the daughter of Robert E. Lee, the general of the Confederate Army, the incident caused quite a stir within the community. On her way to visit a friend, and being burdened with many large bags, Miss Lee chose to sit near the rear of the car in order to easily exit upon arriving at her destination. Shortly after she sat down the conductor Thomas Chauncey explained the Virginia law on the subject, but being ignorant of the existence of the law herself, and also being loath, sick, to move her baggage, she protested. At that time, Chauncey let her stay seated. 1. At the next stop, a black man boarded the car. The conductor stated that Miss Lee was occupying a seat to which he was entitled under the law and asked her once again to move to the front section, which was reserved for whites. But, even after being threatened with arrest, Miss Lee refused to give up her seat. 2. Upon exiting the streetcar a few stops later, she was met by two police officers who informed her she was under arrest. Officers Bettis and Sherwood escorted Miss Lee to the station. In front of the police station, Miss Lee appeared calm, but was evidently concealing her embarrassment with great effort. As other streetcar passengers and onlookers realized who she was, crowds began to form. 3. Several gray-haired men, many of whom had doubtless served under her father protested against Miss Lee's holding. 4. Confronted with the dilemma of arresting a woman of Miss Lee's status, she was released under the condition that she appears for a court hearing the next day. To the Evening Star, Miss Lee claimed she knew nothing about the law requiring the separation of white and colored passengers. 5. While it sounds like a classic excuse, this is at least somewhat plausible. The local government had only recently adopted streetcar segregation laws and it is likely that many were still adjusting to the new regulations, which were not common at the time. In fact, as of 1902, Alexandria and Fairfax were the only localities within Virginia which mandated that blacks and whites sit in separate areas of streetcars. Statewide segregation on rail lines wouldn't happen until 1906. 6. But, is it possible that Mary Custis Lee's actions were driven by more than just ignorance of the law? Might she have been making a political statement in opposition to segregation? Perhaps but that might be giving her too much credit. 
It seems that personal convenience may have been the bigger motivation for her actions. Mary Cooling's biography The Lee Girls, hinted that Lee was argumentative with the conductor because the segregation law disrupted her usual travel routine with her black maid. 7. In any case, the word of Miss Lee's arrest spread quickly and some latched onto the idea that she was taking a stand for racial integration. As one man from Alberta, Canada wrote to her, please accept my thanks for your human action in breaking the color line. 8. Others, particularly in the North, used the incident to take aim at the growing Jim Crow culture taking root in the southern states. As the Cleveland Gazette commented, Miss Lee's arrest was another full exhibition of the asinine, sick, prejudice of chivalrous southerners. 9. Dash. 1. Sat in Negro's seat, daughter of Robert E. Lee arrested on electric car. The Washington Post, page 2, June 14, 1902. 2. Ibid. 3. Ibid. 4. Ibid. 5. Alexandria Affairs, Miss Lee's Misunderstanding of State Law, Her Arrest Follows. The Evening Star, June 14, 1902. 6. Sequel to an Episode, Soldiers of South Want Jim Crow Measure Repealed. The Washington Post, page 4, June 16, 1902. 7. Cooling Mary P. The Lee Girls. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, John F. Blair Publishers, 1987. 8. Carlson Peter. A Portrait in Letters. The Washington Post, Second Arts and Living, July 12, 2007. HTTP colon slash slash www.washingtonpost.com slash wpdine slash content slash article slash 2007 slash 07 slash 11 AR 200707. Access June 13, 2013. 9. General Robert E. Lee's Daughter Arrested. Cleveland Gazette, Volume 19, Issue 46, June 21, 1902.